the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. He is, of course, District 1 Republican, the great state of Kentucky, and the House Oversight Committee Chair. It's Representative James Comer. How you doing, Representative? Good to see you again. Good to see you. I'm doing well. Did we establish this last time? Can I call you Jamie or not? You call me Jamie. <laughs> Good. I've been uh, called everything. Uh, <laughs> well, well, Jamie's better than, I guess, some of the other stuff that might yeah. be out there. I, I want to start with the news of the day, if you don't mind. I just saw Vladimir Zelensky. He's in town. Biden, as usual, doesn't take any questions. He reads some comments off of a card. Um, a representative, I think you and I are smart enough to know that Russia's not losing, and I don't want Putin to win. Uh, the idea that we should send un- untold billions of dollars that we can't account for to Ukraine for a, a conflict that we're not sure what the end game is bothers, I think, many Americans. Where are you about this this call for you just to shut up and send some more money to Ukraine? Now, I look, I've been very critical of sending Ukraine a blank check. I certainly hope Ukraine beats Russia. I think that we've gone above and beyond already as taxpayers. We've sent Ukraine a lot of money already. Uh, I believe that Europe should pay more of the bill. I think Europe hasn't done their part, and they, quite frankly, stand the most to lose by Russia taking over Ukraine. So certainly there, there's some uh, missing pieces to this, but uh, Zelensky, if he wants to get any more money from Congress, he needs to come over here and uh, not just berate Congress for, for being behind and giving them what he thinks they're entitled to receive, but uh, it's in exactly where this money's going. Uh, show the receipts. That's what a lot of Republicans want to see. They want to yes. see the receipts, and they're not going to give Ukraine money without uh, securing the border. I mean, it's clear that there are a lot of senators that this is their number one priority in Congress, uh, giving more money to Ukraine, and I, I strongly disagree with that. It is um, uh, Representative James Comer, great state of Kentucky. Thank you for saying what you just said. I've been saying it on my show for a year now. Europe should be stepping up. Germany's got plenty of money. The NATO countries are surrounding Ukraine. They can step up and do more. It is in their backyard. This is five, 6,000 miles away from us, and we're ignoring our southern border. And for some reason, you've got the Biden administration, from his budget director to KJP and everybody else in between, talking about how you have to get this done now if you want to secure the border. What does Ukraine have to do with our border? For God's sakes, I love Israel. What does Israel have to do with our border? Right. Absolutely nothing. Uh, you know, you, you just got this mentality in Washington, you've got to cut a deal and to give Ukraine a blank check isn't going to work with uh, with very many members of Congress outside right. of a few uh, uh, senators. But at the end of the day, you know, I think there are a lot of members of Congress, especially those that represent border states that are desperate to cut any deal to secure the border. And it's a shame that they would have to cut a deal to secure the border. That's the job of the president of the United States, to protect our country and the homeland security to protect the homeland. But obviously that's not getting done. So, you know, there's there are a lot of different factors at play here. But for me, representing Kentucky, uh, giving more money to Ukraine is not a big priority. As a leader in the House of Representatives, do you know what the end game is in Ukraine? When when does it stop? Do we know? Because, again, beating well, Russia wholesale yeah. on, the, on the on the battlefield is not something that's happening right now. No, it's a, apparently by all accounts a stalemate. Uh, there's a lot of concern among the the members of Congress that I respect, that are former uh, high-ranking military officials. That uh, you know their number one issue in Congress is is anything pertaining to the military. They're concerned about Russia gaining more ground in Ukraine, eventually right. taking over Ukraine, and uh, then you know are they going to stop there and be satisfied, or are they going to keep keep moving? Uh, but at the end of the day, 
we have to have a president that can lead a coalition. I mean, Europe should be paying more of the bill. We already provide military services for uh, several European countries. I mean, this right. is something that that Europe should be doing. And our president, instead of trying to shame Republicans in the House for not giving Ukraine a, a bigger blank check, should be in Europe uh, cutting a deal with European countries and other countries around the world to, to pay a bigger share of, of the bill for this because they're the ones that uh, stand the greatest risk in, in uh, a bigger Russia. Yes. Uh, one wonders if um, if Zelensky understands how it rubs American people the wrong way when he says things like, I don't know what's going on in the House, but they should solve that problem and, and get this done. Yeah, uh, that's pretty uh, arrogant. At, 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 right. At some point we, we go, I'm sorry, who are you? Yeah, that's that's the way I feel. But, uh, you know, I didn't know if I was on an island here in Washington or not. <laughs> it is the Representative James Comer, great state of Kentucky. We appreciate you coming on the House Oversight Committee chair. Is is impeachment happening tomorrow? Because that's the rumor. Impeachment inquiry. Uh, we have the votes. Uh, it's it taken a while, probably longer than it should have. But, uh, yeah. you know, everything takes a while in the House. We've had issues. It's, it's no secret to anyone. But I think at the end of the day, the, the ones that were the holdouts, the moderate, so to speak, during the Thanksgiving break, an amazing thing happened. Remember, we had been here for 10 weeks in Washington and they were in this bubble listening to all the media say there was no evidence and this was pointless and right. Joe Biden was innocent. Well, an amazing thing happened. We finally went home for the first time in over 10 weeks and they went to ball games. They went to the grocery store. They had family and friends over for Thanksgiving dinner and everyone they talked to is keeping up with this investigation and everyone they talked to had a simple question. What exactly did the Bidens do? to receive the millions and millions of dollars from our enemies around the world. We right. expect you to find that out. So they came back and they were fired up. All these moderates that said they were never going to vote for impeachment inquiry. I mean, they're ready to go. They're, they want these depositions to happen. So uh, thank God we we got out of Washington and some of these guys went home and listened to real people and not this uh, ridiculous mainstream media. Well, that's going to happen more often. I mean, you're representing a certain district. You've got to get back to your district and find out what the people that sent you there want. And I think mm -hmm. so many times people get stuck on K Street or in the actual house chamber, and they never go home. You're right. And yeah. then they're swayed by this body of people inside of a building instead of going back at the grocery store. That, so that, it's going to happen. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say, normally we're in here for three weeks. We, yes. We're in D.C. for three weeks, and then we, we go back home for a week and, and stay in the district. But because of the motion to vacate the chair and all of that stuff, we ended up being here for 10 straight weeks. And you, you just had members that, in my opinion, lost touch with what the average voter wants. And now yes. that they know the average voters, they're concerned about public corruption. They're concerned that Joe Biden's compromised. So uh, now we've got a, a unified Republican conference on this issue. Well, you've got people like Dan Goldman, who's a very smart guy. This guy's no dummy. I mean, he was the guy that was a lawyer for, for the Trump impeachments. Um, this guy comes out, finds every camera he can, every microphone, and says, there is no evidence. There's simply no evidence. There was the illusion of, of some sort of contact or, or, or path to talk to Joe Biden. Well, we know Biden was involved in 20 uh, conversations, either on the phone or in person. We know that he got a bunch of checks from his brother. We know that he was getting checks every month from his son. Well, wh why does a guy like Dan Goldman say that? It does he think people will believe him? Because I know he doesn't believe that. He knows there's evidence. He's on these committees. Well, he knows the media is going to print the narrative that the Democrat National Committee and the White House gives him. So uh, Dan Goldman's part of the 
recipients of the talking points from the White House. I mean, he does what he's told. He is a puppet of this Democrat regime that wants to create these false narratives about the Bidens being respectable business people and that there's nothing to see here. Uh, if you want to look into anything, you need to look into Trump. That's the narrative of this White House, and that's why the mainstream media goes along with the narrative, and Dan Goldman, he's right there front and center. It is uh, Representative James Comer, District 1 Republican, Great State of Kentucky, the House Oversight Committee Chair. When we're looking at what's going on with the Biden family, and I've asked you this before, but I, I'd appreciate you, you saying it again. When it comes to Hunter Biden, Jim, Karen, all the Biden family, fill in the blank Biden, what do they have to offer to make all these millions of dollars other than access to Joe? Anything? I can't find anything. You know, when we started this investigation in January, the narrative about Hunter Biden was twofold. Number one, he had an investment company, and that's what all this money supposedly was doing was coming in from these other countries. And Hunter was going to invest it for him, kind of like what Jared Kushner has, an investment firm. And then the other thing was that Hunter Biden had an energy company. Well, what we found out is his investment company had no investments. And we've never been able to find an energy company. So one reason we're wanting to depose Hunter Biden is we want to ask him, what exactly did you all do to receive the tens of millions of dollars from our enemies around the world? I think that's a fair question. And I think that uh, every American wants to know that. Uh, Jamie, did, did you call his his bluff? They tried this whole thing. You guys wanted to do it behind uh, closed doors. And then they're, oh, no, no, he'll, he'll do it, but only if you can do it in public. And then you guys said, okay, do it in public. Mm-hmm. Did you call his bluff? Because I think he thought he would he would be seen as sympathetic when he's not. Most people in America are going, why is this guy living the high life in Malibu, right. hiring you know high-priced escorts and writing them off as a, as a tax deduction? Uh, he's, he's not somebody who's getting a sympathetic eye, is he? Did you call his no. bluff? Is that what happened? Yeah, absolutely. And our whole investigation has been transparent. You know, we have produced four bank memorandums with bank statements as evidence. Uh, everything that we say about the Bidens, we can back up with bank records or emails or pictures or, or some type of text message. We have the evidence. So when we do depositions, we vote to release the transcripts. Uh, these depositions now are being filmed just like the January 6th investigative committee did. They filmed depositions, so they set that precedence. We're going to continue that precedence they set. So everything that Hunter Biden would say in a deposition will be public, 100%, because that's the way we said this investigation will be, and that's the way we've done it. Now, you compare how I've conducted this investigation to how Adam Schiff conducted uh, the first Trump impeachment. They did the whole thing in the SCIF, in the Intelligence Committee. they never produced any documents. They they just, uh, you know, he shot from the hip. And now we right. know that a lot of what he said wasn't true. It's uh, Representative James Comer, House Oversight Committee Chair. Is there a chance that Hunter Biden does what Lois Lerner did? And, and I'll refresh those who are watching and listening. I'm sure you know. She sat down in front of Congress, gave about a five-minute speech, and then pled the Fifth Amendment. Didn't answer any questions, which I thought was illegal. If you're going to be plead the Fifth, you just plead the Fifth and don't answer anything. But she sat down, made her case, and then shut up. Can he do the same thing? Well, I mean, he could. I don't think that uh, that would serve the White House very well. I don't think that would serve Hunter Biden very well. He has the constitutional right to do that. But look, all they talked about is they want to set the record straight. They want the American people to know the truth. Well, here's their opportunity to set the record straight. Hunter Biden, can he's going to be given all the time he wants 
to answer questions to clear his good name. And you know, they have attacked me, the White House, their their friends in the media, these outside groups that are be fun, being funded by Democrat dark money. They've gone after after everything that we've said, uh, tried to you know create a narrative that there was no evidence that we were making up these bank records. It was Russian disinformation. Yeah. They've attacked us personally and everything else to try to intimidate me, uh, committee members, whistleblowers. They've done everything to obstruct. Yet here's their opportunity to come and set the record straight. So yeah. we're going to give him the opportunity. This would be, you know, probably at least at a minimum eight hour deposition. That's how long Ivanka Trump was deposed. So, uh, tomorrow's a big day for him. Yeah, you could come in and, and prove Comer wrong, prove Jordan wrong. I would love yeah. to hear them say what the reasons are. I can't imagine in my wildest dreams about how they can get out of this and how they're going to set the record straight. It's going to be very interesting. It's uh, Representative James Comer, great state of Kentucky. Uh, when it comes to, to the January 6th committee, just a quick comment from you, if you don't mind. Did they really get rid of all the evidence, all the videotaped, all the records are gone? And, and, and how is that legal? Why aren't they in trouble if that happened? Well, I think they will be in trouble. I'm just learning as quickly as you are. I'm not part of the committee that's investigating right. January 6th. That's a, a little known committee in the House called the House Administration Committee. But uh, certainly from the very get-go, there were a lot of questions about the validity of that committee. That was the only committee that, that in the seven years I've been in Congress, the Republican leader didn't get to appoint the members of the committee. Right. Uh, the two Republicans on the committee were appointed by Nancy Pelosi. And of course, that was Ken Thinger and, and Cheney. So right. it wasn't a, a legitimate committee by the standards of, of the way the House committees are, are constructed, where the Democrats get to pick their membership and the Republicans get to pick theirs. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they destroyed evidence, because a lot of their narrative that they created is is in question now. It fell apart. I mean, I'll say it. It fell apart without a doubt. I would like to see how that's going to come to an end. One last question. You and our Representative Russell Fry are working on some sort of a data sharing agreement that's going on between a bunch of uh, different entities, Treasury, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the IRS. Your worry is that, what, these these places are, are working together, gathering information, then getting it to the White House? Is that what you're worried about? Well, what we're seeing with the Biden administration is they're working with a lot of outside groups, Many of them are funded by George Soros. Uh, we want to make sure that they're not uh, colluding to create false narratives, to try to impact policy, uh, to do things like we've seen uh, this administration do. We also believe that, th- that there are instances where government agencies should share data. Uh, but we also believe that uh, in this administration, that privilege has been abused. So we've got a lot of questions, and we just want to get the backs of the American people. Look, we believe a lot of people's liberties are, are at risk here with this administration, especially if you're a conservative or a taxpayer. So uh, that's what uh, Congressman Fry and I are concerned about. It is uh, James Comer, the uh, District 1 Republican, great state of Kentucky. I promise this is the last question, and I appreciate right. your time today. Um, when it comes to the border, KJP from the podium, Biden himself, everybody in the administration, they're all lying about how this guy brought a bill day one. The president doesn't make the bill, but he wanted to do something day one on comprehensive immigration reform. As I look through it, as I talk to my congressman, Chip Roy, it turns out that was really just amnesty. Amnesty for anybody who's been here illegally, they get to just stay. Is that true? This was just amnesty and, and this, this argument that they're trying to fix the border and you guys are stopping them would really just give a path to citizenship to millions and millions of people. 
Right. I mean, that's their line in the sand, amnesty. You know, as as someone in agriculture, you know, in the private sector, I'm a, I'm a farmer, and we need more guest workers. You have this H-2A program where people come in during harvest and help right. with tobacco and fruit and vegetable and things like that. Uh, the administration will not grant more H-2A workers because they want amnesty in return. They won't secure the border because they want amnesty in return. We can't fix our broken immigration system in America because the Democrats want amnesty and they want to reward the people who have broken the law to come over here illegally and they know republicans aren't going to bend on that so therefore they can continue to bring more people across the border to try to fundamentally change america which i think is the ultimate goal of the democrat party yeah the migrant uh, worker the thing used to work great i I grew up in south Mm -hmm. florida we had sugarcane workers come in we had citrus workers come in then they would go home with the money and it worked out great to come back the next season we're not to do with we're not to do it the way we're doing it now it's representative james comer uh jamie thanks for coming back on thanks for the hard work you're doing for kentucky and for america and let's talk again soon okay all right thanks for having me appreciate you we're back after this stay right here This is the Joe Pag Show. We appreciate Representative James Comer, the Oversight Committee Chair, coming on. And I think he introduced about every question. We went everywhere with him. There is a new piece of audio and video of uh, of Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, reacting to Joe Biden giving $200 million to uh, Ukraine. And there are some people saying that he canceled it. I'll have that uh, that for you. It's a couple of minutes long. After the top of the hour, we'll bring you that, uh, what Mike Johnson has to say about Biden giving $200 million. I guess Johnson did meet with Zelensky today, so he might give you a little, a little bit of insight into that as well. So there's a lot going on. Next hour also, uh, Angela Morabito, she is the former press secretary for the Department of Education under Betsy DeVos. And we're going to talk about... The scores, the test scores of our kids in America haven't gone down since the COVID lockdowns and a whole lot more, including school choice. Why isn't it something that underserved communities, lower income communities, higher crime communities, why aren't they getting it? Because this would help all of those communities. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Much more to come. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show.